And the time to start, if you're not living your dream, is right now. Start setting goals and setting out where you set in the course of your life and setting it all up so that you get somewhere in the future. When all that comes together, something happens called fulfillment. If you are not experiencing awesomeness in every aspect of your life, it's just from an internal block or barrier disconnect that you've chosen to take on. Life is as easy or as hard as we want to make it. And I got my hands and my eyeballs and my heart around any information I could around holistic healing. And that led me down a never-ending rabbit hole of which I'm still spelunking into the depths of. I needed something like ayahuasca to really wake me up because I was very rigid and very stuck in my ways and very structured and controlling. And my first ayahuasca ceremony cracked my ego in a billion pieces. And uh, that's when I believe when you when we really follow our deepest truth, when we really follow our soul, when we really follow our true calling, the universe rises to support us moment to moment to moment. Welcome to the Holistic Health and Human Potential Podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. I'm an international speaker, author of multiple books, an integrative nutritionist, a transformation and embodiment coach, and simply a man who has devoted most of my life to the study, application, and integration of human potential. And it is my biggest inspiration to bring you weekly episodes that will expand your mind, challenge your paradigm, deepen your heart, and help you to embody the greatest version of yourself as I believe you are meant to do something incredible with your life and this podcast exists simply to support you on that journey. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Holistic Human Optimization Show. It is my honor and pleasure to continue bringing the most cutting edge and thought-provoking information in the fields of holistic health, natural nutrition, alternative healing, personal development, spirituality, and conscious living. This podcast has been providing conversations between myself and the world's leading experts in the fields of research that are contributing to the changing of the planet and providing empowered strategies for how to live life on your own terms and how to upgrade your mental, emotional, and physical health so you can become the single most optimized version of yourself in all areas of life. I hope you enjoy this exciting episode we have lined up for you, and it can directly benefit you in your personal goals. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Holistic Human Optimization Show. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. Today, I am joined by my dear friend and colleague, Robert Marking, and this human being is, this is just a special guy in so many ways. And we actually did a podcast interview a little while ago, and we really dove into his backstory, how he got into the unique work he does now. And we really shined a light on some of the most pertinent topics that he feels everybody in the world really needs to take account of, needs to be aware of, and solutions to problems that don't really seem to have too many solutions or conventional solutions or even alternative solutions. And um, I'm just really honored to have this man with me. He, he's, a, he's a very dear friend and um, just somebody in the recent time that we've gotten to know each other. He's, he, I feel like he's like, a, he's a brother to me. You know, there's, there's so much love and, and admiration I have for him. And he's actually shared the unique work that he does with me in my own healing process and made me aware of certain kryptonites that were in my nutrition strategy, that were in my my diet, were in my lifestyle, and certain things that were affecting me energetically that I suspected, but I didn't have any visibility of. I couldn't actually see it. And we're going to talk a lot about that. So um, I just have so much respect for this man. I'm so happy that <laughs> you're here with us, Robert. Uh, thanks, Ronnie. This is always such a pleasure to hook up with you and chat. And it's like we've been friends forever. So I think we're on the same page, though, is really kind of delving into really in the deepest, deepest levels, the core root issues of really what's causing, you know, a cascade of problems that's causing health issues for people around the globe. So we're going to get on some good topics today. So I'm really excited to be here with you. 
Absolutely. And we're going to just dive right in. Like I said, for everyone listening or watching this, um, we did a previous interview. I think it's number 121 or 22. Just look it up. We really dive into Robert's backstory. So we're just going to jump right in. And the first topic I want to talk about in our out-of-the-box topic lineup <laughs> is the concept of electromagnetic parasites. You know, you brought this to my awareness. I'm very familiar with um, parasitology and um, pathogens. You know, we think of that as like viruses, bacteria, fungus, mold, yeast, parasites, that kind of thing. The physical organisms that affect our internal terrain, we're, we kind of understand that. But there's a whole other level we might call um, entities or invisible parasites that are omnipresent in our environment. And I want to dive into that as our starting point. Awesome. Yeah, I was first introduced to this uh, topic back in 1999. Um, I was pretty much bedridden with chronic fatigue. Um, I went to uh, a top applied kinesiologist in the Arlington, Texas area. It works on the Texas Rangers, the Dallas Stars, the Yankees run their town. And he was working on me. And at that time, we were finding some feedback by muscle testing, using the, the autonomic nervous system as a feedback mechanism to really what was going on in my body, my meridians, my organs, my systems. And when he found that my liver just was not functioning very well, that meridian is really weak, um, along with the kidneys just weren't, weren't regulating properly. Uh, my adrenals, I was in uh, sympathetic fight or flight mode. So it was under a lot of stress, something was stressing me, high cortisol levels. And, you know, I've been in this anxious hyper mode my entire life. And it just caused me to have that adrenal fatigue and adrenal burnout. Um, and the doctor at that time, he basically said, Robert, you got an electromagnetic parasite. And this is along the lines of clinical kinesiology, Dr. Beardall's and Dr. Bandy's work. Uh, and uh, basically, I'm like, what? It's like an invisible parasite that attaches to your body. And basically, it can cause a cascade of issues. So I said, well, I, I guess let's get rid of it, right? So um, he used uh, a little technique to remove it. And it was like I walked out of a closet. I mean, I couldn't believe it. All of a sudden, everything went from just gray over, I mean, overcast my eyes to like 3D uh, color. All of a sudden, I just kind of broke in a sweat and I just chilled. I went parasympathetic right away. He retested. My kidneys were firing fi fine, working fine. My liver was working right, fine. My adrenals chilled. And even my structural issues were easy to, easier to, to adjust and get back into place. Well, I walked outside and I could smell the grass. I could smell the trees. And it was like a whole other world that had been opened up to me. It was unbelievable. And I really, that's about the most peaceful I've ever felt in my entire life. So I know that this had been with me for a long time. And one thing where it was attached, there was a knot there uh, and a sore all the time, right on the spot. And because these are electromagnetic, right? You ever get electric shock or electric stimulation? The muscles contract up. Well, there was a knot right there right where that spot was, as soon as we released it, guess what? The knot went away because the electromagnetic energy was gone. And all of a sudden, my arm loosened, loosened up. And I'm like, it's unbelievable. So I was so excited. I, I, was, uh, I flew back to Miami, Florida at that time. And I was so excited. About a day or two later, all of a sudden, I felt that weight again. And I could feel the pain in my shoulder. And I'm like, oh, crap. And I did everything I possibly could to try to remove it to myself. I'd have to fly all the way back to Texas. So I did that for about two months. And I found another practitioner in Atlanta, Georgia. I was very high end, uh, very top applied kinesiologist that knew this work. And, you know, he said, uh, I saw him and he helped me as well. But the frustrating thing is, is the practitioners I was seeing could remove these. They could help identify where they at that were trained in it but they didn't know how to seal the holes of my armor or close the doorways where they can't get back at me. And so then I went on a mission. That was 1999. I have been, that has been my main mission for the last almost 20 years now, it'll be 20 years in this next year on really understanding where these things come from, what doorways or what holes in armor they're using and how to close those holes uh, so now I can help myself, but help others that are being afflicted by this type of phenomenon as well. So in my six categories of stressors that I have my website, my pureharmonyliving.com website, uh, I have structural and can cause a lot of cascade imbalances to the body. We have chemical, 
we have emotional, we have electromagnetic, we have spiritual, and I have my other kind of unclassified. And this is kind of that category. A lot of people think of it as a, as a spiritual category, but it's not really spiritual like you would think. It's just um, type of entities. Uh, some doctors will call them electromagnetic parasites. That's what the doctor talked to that they called them when I met him in, in Arlington, Texas. Some call them negative energy attachments, but they're all the same. And when I was going through autonomic response testing uh, training to understand and apply Dr. Klinghart's system, uh, you know, when I talked to the practitioners there, they all believed in them. They all saw the felt and seeing the, the negative impact that they've made on themselves and their patients, but nobody wanted to talk about it because they thought if they talked about it, that they'd be open to getting one and nobody wants to get one because they're so afraid, totally afraid of getting one, not getting rid of it. So when they're working on their patients, they're not even examining that as a potential cause for their illness because they don't want to go there, Right. And so what we're finding now through autonomic response testing, um, and I noticed this with practitioners that are working, especially muscle testing, that these type of electromagnetic parasites cause such chaos in your field, your biophoton field, that if a practitioner is muscle testing uh, a patient, that it actually will cause a lot of false positives and false negatives in a way to lead that practitioner in the wrong direction so you can't find out what the root problem is with that patient. And then also, if a practitioner has one, guess what? You got two problems because it's interfering with his testing. It's interfering with the feedback, so they both are being interfered with. So I was estimating that maybe 40% of the information the feedback they're getting is accurate, yet are 60% is kind of being led in a wrong direction. And I almost feel that these parasites can actually put a vibrational blueprint or mechanism around a patient to cloak them, to lead that, that practitioner in the wrong direction so they have no idea what's going on, right? And this is what I'm seeing. And this is why Lisa Thomason, uh, who has been an ART practitioner for 13 years, 12 or 13, she's been a trainer for the whole Eastern United States uh, with Dr. Mark Schwartz for seven, teaching uh, autonomic response testing uh, to uh, NDs and MDs and DCs and really how to use that system that Dr. Kleinart created, which is, I believe, the best muscle testing system out there, that um, she saw what's going on here. And she realized that, that when we finally got this clear off of her and off her patients while she's testing, that we're really getting accurate, in-depth feedback from the autonomic nervous system and really finding out what's going on on the deepest level. I'd almost have to say that without a doubt that the core root stressor that's causing a cascade of imbalances throughout the body and the bio, biophoton field and the biochemistry, I'd have to say majority of the time is going to have to, would be these, these type of attachments, uh, electromagnetic parasites. So yeah, this is a huge topic, Monty. I'm glad that we're talking about this today because people need to hear this information. Mm. Yeah, and so many, so many things came up for me as you were talking. I was thinking about, you know, I, I kind of, it's an interesting perspective, but over the years of studying infectious organisms, opportunistic organisms, um, it's almost like studying them like a criminologist would study a criminal or, or a psychologist <laughs> would study a psychopath right. to understand that these organisms are highly intelligent and they pirate onto, in the case of a virus infecting like, um, you know, a cancer situation, a virus or a fungus, they pirate onto the nucleus of the cell and they start to reprogram the cell to divide and to replicate more of itself. And then they, they basically use the cancer or the tumor, like a calcium and protein coating to encase itself so the immune system can't actually get to the organism itself. So it's basically on this like this uh, rabbit, this, this witch hunt trying to find out how to get to this organism that's causing all this chaos, but that organism has shielded itself. And so it's, it's causing the, the immune system to go, and this can lead into autoimmune conditions and et cetera, et cetera. And that really came up for me when you mentioned how these electromagnetic parasites or these entities, if you will, 
can cloak themselves and redirect the practitioner to go on a wild goose chase where, so they can basically be left to their own devices. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what happens too is the autonomic nervous system is it, your autonomic nervous system knows exactly the stressors that are impacting you right now. It knows exactly where they came from, how it happened, uh, what holes in your armor you have, or what circumstances that they happen under. And your autonomic nervous system knows exactly what steps need to take place to remove all these stressors. The only problem is your conscious mind, you just, you just can't pull this information up, right? But your autonomic nervous system knows when one of the things these are attached to you, it knows it's being threatened and it goes sympathetic dominant, okay? So you get stuck in it. It's like a Rottweiler biting into your shoulder, like an invisible one, okay? So you have that sympathetic response, fight or flight. You get a high blood pressure. You get high heart rate. You get high cortisol levels, anxiety. Your mood levels are not good at all. You're just not patient, you know, not parasympathetic. You're really on an edge. You can't sleep at night and you have, it causes high inflammation and oxidative stress. And also you're just that sympathetic dominant. And so that's where I was my entire life because I've had a huge issue with these. And once I got free from it, it is incredible. I'm not even the same person personality wise. Because they had such an influence, not only on me, but also, I also believe that they can actually affect your system of thinking. They can actually in, uh, input things through the medulla oblongata. This is uh, through Dr. Brimhall's work, um, uh, Dr. John Brimhall. Uh, he has a system of applied kinesiology. I worked with some of his doctors early in 2001, very educated on this. And they can actually lock in, they feel into the medulla and start affecting your system of thinking too. So, and, it, it, and also, even talking about how it impacts your biophoton field, which regulates all your biochemistry. So once your biophoton feels chaotic, all your biochemistry, your hormonal programs, your digestive programs, your detox programs, your methylation programs, your same clock, all chaotic. Then because they're electromagnetic, it impacts your polarity. So all of a sudden you have poles in your body of axes and they flip. So your body starts rejecting what's good, especially something what's bad. You can go grounding, and because your poles are flipped, all of a sudden grounding is disharmonious for you, okay? And foods. So it just is the cascade of problems that they cause is incredible. And so just this is just a great, great topic that people need to get educated on to understand it, to give them a really good chance, uh, especially the chronically ill, to understand, hey, listen, maybe we should look at this area. If it's, if it's nothing, no problem. But I have a really, really huge hunch that it's going to do because – what Lisa and I have found that because the chaos that these cause in your biophoton field uh, and, uh, uh, and also polarity, there's a train that is created through that that is making these pathogens, these infections, um, gives them an opportunity. It's advantageous for them. So what we're finding as soon as we remove these electronic parasites by using direct resonance testing energetically, the lime's gone, co-infections are gone, EBV's gone, staff's gone, because we're in a, we're releasing the stressors and trauma that have caused the holes in the armor to be open. And when we energetically release the stressors and trauma, the holes close, the attachments leave, and train's gone. And all of a sudden, energetically, these these type of infections, even toxins, just don't energetically aren't testing anymore by direct resonance testing. It's really quite incredible. So in essence, when we think of a, a, an infection, a Lyme or a co-infection or any manner of what we've defined as infectious organisms or the byproducts of those organisms or even heavy metals, glyphosate, certain toxins that may be residing in the body that, we, that are nagging and we can't quite get a handle on it by nutritional means or detoxing or cleansing because maybe our pathways are all mixed up, um, what, I'm, what I'm tuning into is that each one of these compounds or these organisms reside at a particular frequency signature. And if our harmonics, our, our energy field or our biophoton field is compromised, then it's going to start to create an internal terrain that basically these, these organisms or these entities modify to support them, but it, it damages the harmony of the, of the host. Same, exactly, exactly. 
And so um, with that, you know, if you're sympathetic domino, I was just on the heavy metal summit uh, as a presenter with Lisa Tomlinson, who's one of the top, you know, autonomic response testing practitioners and trainers in the country. Uh, we were talking about that. Wendy Myers had us on and uh, we were talking about how important it is. If you're sympathetic dominant, if you actually are fight or flight mode, you know what? You, all the blood's going to your heart. It's going to your brain. It's going to the muscles. You're in fight mode. So your detox programs aren't going to run. Your digestive programs aren't going to run. Your methylation programs aren't going to run. Your hormone programs aren't going to run. Your circadian clocks aren't going to run because you're in fight mode. To really detox, you can't detox in fight mode. Your body says not now. You can take binders, mobilizers. Guess what? Your body says not now. I can't handle this right now. Okay? Don't do this. I'm fighting. So actually, the supplements you're doing or the stimuli that you're doing for healing, whether it's red light therapy or biplate or whatever it may be, that right, your body sympathetic is that I can't use this right now. And that can even become a stressor because the biophoton field has no ability to metabolize it because it's so chaotic. Mm -hmm. So if we can get that person into that parasympathetic mode where their body's resting, healing, regenerating, then the body says, okay, Ronnie, yeah, bring this on now. Now I can metabolize these binders. Now I can metabolize these mobilizers. Now I can use this red light. Now I can use my field is working. My field can metabolize this and I know what to do with it. Okay. So nothing is going to really happen until we get them out of that sympathetic fight or flight mode into that parasympathetic in these areas. So that's another huge area of, of issues as well. So yeah, so the train is created. You're not detoxing. You got to train for infectious diseases. Uh, you're holding toxins emotionally too. Your body can't process emotion as well, trauma. So every, it's just it's just stuck there. It's like the dam is welled up and it's not processing. Mm. That's so incredibly helpful um, because w- what I what I find is so many times our thinking is very compartmentalized. It, it's emotional issue. It just has to do with emotions. That's all it is. Or it's just psychological. It's my thinking, my belief systems or it's physiological, it's digestive, I just need, I have a dysbiosis, I need to do probiotics, and, and all those things are valid. However, um, what I appreciate about this conversation is that it kind of brings it full circle, and it's more holistic to what the human body actually is. It's not just this materialistic, you know, physical gross matter. There's an energy field that emanates from the body, and according to Valerie Hunt, who is the great pioneer in... Um, you know, energy medicine and really talked about the biofield being the dictator of the physical body, not the other way around. That's where I first got tuned right. into the, you know, where you're going way more to the next level. Um, you know, this is, this is, we're taking the totality of the human being into account mentally, emotionally, physically, energetically, spiritually, but we're not compartmentalizing it like, oh, it's just a spiritual issue. It's, it's a karma or whatever, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of all these conversations. And I've been through all of them. And that's why when I found you, it was just like, everything just clicked. Like you could read me and you could show me food allergies that immediately when you told me and you didn't do any testing, you just you you have you can read the field. And you're like, yeah, you lectin sensitivity, um, this thing, that thing, like, you know, and immediately my body was like, yep, yep, exactly. He's right. Yeah, very cool. But yeah, I, I think, you know, it's it's good to really know your kryptonite. You know, right? You know, you are a vibrating system. You res you have a resonant frequency. Okay. And there's harmonious matter in the in, in your surrounding environment, visible and visible, there's disharmonious, right? So really what we try to do is remove everything out of your field and out of your life that's disharmonious and only have harmonious in. So all of your hidden food sensitivities will be different than everybody else's. Lectins, sulfur issues, metabolism issues, sensitivities, um, and other sensitivities, also chemical sensitivities. You know, that could be your kryptonite as well. Your hair care, your skin care, your detergent your body care, um, cleaners, you know, you could have a really bad sensitivity. So what we want to do is really find out, you know, even EMFs, blue light, um, you know, so we want to find out what is your personal kryptonite. And 
what causes the biggest cascade of problems that creates more cas- kryptonite in your life and makes it more intense that your field can't u- regulate it and deal with it is going to be these electromagnetic parasites. Um, you know, what we're finding, uh, you know, with, um, with Lisa and my our, our testing is that if, when we clear these electromagnetic parasites off, the lectin sensitivities go from maybe an eight out of 10 with 10 being most severe down to a four or a three and a half, like immediately. Mm-hmm. Sulfur sensitivities, maybe an eight or a nine down to a three or four, like immediately. And then the field, to get understand, we can correct the field and the speed of light. That's done. But your biochemistry isn't the speed of light. So all of a sudden, things get turned back on again. It takes a while for the autonomic nervous system to start regulating, get things back up flowing the way they should be. So that's that. But then over time, we're seeing the process of these sensitivities reduce, reduce, root, reduce down, inflammation's down. And also, then people get more intuitive. Mm. They start resonating at a higher frequency. And they're like, well, God, like, I can really start telling now that this isn't working for me or this isn't working for me. But when these things are attached to you, guess what? You're just in survival mode. You're glossed over and you're just trying to make it through another day. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where I was for years. Uh, and so a great topic. Yeah. And, and I love this because it's not just about mindset, right? Because in the personal development field, there's so much talk about like change your mindset and change your mind. And if you're getting locked into the same patterns every day, you're going to create the same future. And there's all this almost stuff where people can feel bad about themselves and like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get out of this self-sabotaging behavior? Like I know, I know that I shouldn't do this or I know that I need to take a step back and reevaluate my life. So I'm not repeating the same patterns, but that sympathetic lockdown, right. Causing people to repeat the same patterns that they have a moment of insight, like, okay, I need to change course. But then it's like, okay, back to amnesia, back to, the program at hand. And I always wondered about that, like this whole self-sabotage thing, what's going on. And uh, because I also see it in my own life and this gave me so much more clarity of like, Oh, you mean something's not wrong with me as Ronnie Landis? Like I'm not bad or I'm not broken. There's just something going on in my system where my system is in a perpetual state of fight or flight. And you know, it's just really interesting. Right. Okay. Very good point. Okay. So what are really symptoms and what are the core root stressors or issues? What's the genesis? What's going on here? And um, knowing where I used to be emotionally and my, my viewpoint in life, my priorities and things I value, when I have issues with these attachments and the person I am now, I will tell you that they impact your system of thinking uh, and will just totally change your priorities change your personality, uh, especially if you're sympathetic fight or flight, you're, you're in that fight or flight mode. So, you know, you're, you're anxious, you're ready to go and you're inflamed. Okay. And it's really, really hard to be pleasant and kind and polite and nice and patient and peaceful when you're revving, when you got, when you got a Rottweiler biting in your back, it really is. So I think I told you this and I had to myself, I knowing the person I am now, I look at the person I was when I was a kid growing up and when these things were influencing me, I, I forgave, I forgave myself uh, because I think mo- if you knew exactly what kind of chaos that these cause in your body and, and your system of thinking and your biology, biochemistry, and you understand what was mounted against you with this, with this impact, you would forgive yourself in a heartbeat and forgive other people. I have greater compassion now for other people because I understand I've been there. So if somebody's having a really bad day, you know, what is actually impacting them? They don't want to be impacting them. They don't want to be, you know, getting tore up and in sympathetic fight or flight mode. Something is in. So you don't know how you would be unless you were in their shoes. Right. And these things really impact your system of thinking. They'll, they'll cause you to do things you wouldn't normally do. And all of a sudden your boundaries, you start making decisions, you step outside your boundary little by little, by little, by little, and all of a sudden, you're a person that you don't even like anymore, doing things you don't want to do. And that's the kind of thing that happens. It, it really messes with the, your system of thinking, the things you value, your priorities, uh, your emotional stability. Uh, it's really quite incredible. And even with, with Lyme and mold and co-infections and parasites, what is really the root cause or what are the symptoms? These are symptoms. 
All these are as a symptom of a deeper underlying issue. So if we can correct that deeper underlying issue, your field, your biophoton field can take care of the rest. The terrain's gone. It can just clear it all out and reset uh, and really get your back body, your back in harmony, back in balance. Yeah, really, really essential perspective and insight. And so I want to ask you, how how have you seen i know one of the things i'd like to talk about is these really amazing pendants that you've created and you sent me over a few of them and i've actually i have to say um my partner started using it and i just asked her about it and she's just like i felt so much energy from it. she's very in tune she's like an oracle you know she's just one of those <laughs> and um she just felt so much energy from it my other roommate had it on and he said that i sleep with it he said this is what this is what he said he said for the first time in as long as i can remember i had a colorful lucid dream he's like do you think it's because of the pendant i was like i don't know but it's pretty good correlation (laughs) so i want to talk about that but in the context of like how does one start to adjust their behavior and their habits to start um to start clearing this stuff from their field well, that's a really good question. Yeah. So where I started with this is almost 20 years ago, um, understanding, of course, there's different stressors impacting you as a vibrating system. You know, we have structural trauma. We have chemical, that would be vaccines, heavy metals, toxins, food sensitivities, um, level of infections. Uh, we have emotional trauma. So all of those are important to understand and to get out of the body. But what all these stressors do, including electromagnetic parasites, EMFs, they impact you as a vibrating system. Okay, it's called destructive interference. You're like a grand piano. And if somebody throws a grand piano, a brick in your grand piano, you have a bad fall in your bicycle, you're traumatized. It impacts you as a vibrating system. You still play, but no longer in harmony. Okay? Uh, and then somebody throws a bucket of paint in your grand piano. And all of a sudden, you, you're in, traumatized. You still play, but no longer in harmony. And so when you get traumatized, you have one vibrating system impact the other. That's either a harmonious, constructive contact where it's actually building uh, power, strength, and a vibrational loop empowering each other or is destructive uh, interference with actually weakening that. And so when you have a vibrating system, structural, chemical, emotional, electromagnetic, spiritual, other, uh, and when it impacts you, it actually can leave its fingerprint or its blueprint in you as a, as a vibrating system. So you're no longer in harmony. So the key thing is, is what I discovered it's been, you know, this is my life's work the last 20 years is categorizing everything that's harmonious and disharmonious in the environment that's visible and visible. And I have a way, a tutor ability to pick up frequencies in the environment that I've been doing probably 10, 12 hours a day. That's all I do. I'm constantly self-testing, categorizing. And so really is, is my whole uh, mission is finding out, okay, how can I as a vibrating system, get rid of these lower vibrating systems, these, this trauma, these stressors, this disharmony to reset my core vibrational blueprint, like retune my piano, reboot my computer to get me resonating where I should be, where I'm designed to be. Okay. And so, um, I been working with a number of athletes at division one school, South Dakota state, and I was had an ability to pick up their, their aches, and their pains and soreness. Uh, whether it's a shoulder and, uh, for example, like say, you know, Peyton, is your shoulder sore here? And he goes, dude, who told you? Coach doesn't even know, right? And I said, well, let's try this pressure point here to see if we can't release this to see if they can release this trauma. So I started releasing trauma. So all of a sudden, his shoulder didn't hurt anymore and he didn't have to get surgery. I mean, it was incredible. So I was following my intuitive ability with these, these guys about my friends and it was working. So I thought, okay, how, what can I do? What can I create that can actually amplify your vibrational blueprint to release these lower vibrating stressors and trauma to reset that? And in a way, actually close up the holes in your armor so these parasites can't get in either. So that's where I developed the Pure Harmony Pendant. And I just intuitively grabbed a plastic paper one morning. I grabbed some drill bits and a drill and didn't even look at it. just popped it and popped a hole pattern. And I cut it out and I said, okay, I'm going to go see if this works. Went up, the athletes I was working on, cross-country runners, basketball, football, um, got even better results. And then I tested it on about 20 people. And they're all, most of those are on my, uh, a good 10 of them testimonies are on my, my website. But it was really quite incredible. 
And so I just went with my intuitive ability uh, creating it. And really, that's kind of the story back. So with so what I feel, how to get to optimum health, you got to release all first and foremost, we got to release all past trauma, past stressors that are impacting your uh, vibrational blueprint and disrupting your biophoton field that it that is regulating all your biochemistry. We got to re- get that regulated and corrected. Then we know that you're, that's going to uh, control all your biochemistry, biology. That has to be corrected. And that's really that first step is releasing those past trauma and past stressors. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully that answers it. Absolutely. Um, and so when you, when you say releasing past trauma and stressors, um, are you speaking of, uh, you know, like, for example, like doing emotional release and, and different things of that nature? Or is it more direct? Okay, well, when I realize, and, and, and Clean Heart really hits home in this as well, too, you know, whether it's structural trauma, a bad fall, surgery burn, uh, chemical trauma, you know, infections, food sensitivities, emotional trauma, uh, they all energetically impact you as a vibrating system. They impact something in the DNA called the chromatin. And the chromatin basically uh, emits photons of light. And each photon of light has more information on it than probably all the libraries in the world combined. And that light regulates 100,000 biochemical reactions every second in the cell. Okay? That sets up proper cell-to-cell communication by light. So all the cells are communicating with each other what's going on. That sets up your whole biophoton field that regulates all of your biology and biochemistry. So if you have a stressor of all any of those categories I talked about, what stressors do, they negatively impact that chromatin. So it can't emit coherent light. It becomes incoherent, non-laser-like. And that disrupts that 100,000 biochemical reactions in the cell every second. That causes chaos in cell-to-cell communication by light. And then causes chaos throughout your entire biophoton field, which causes regulation problems with your biochemistry and biology. That's your light metabolism. And that's when your body is sympathetic, body senses this issue and goes sympathetic dominant. So what we have to understand is what can we do uh, to release energetically that energy, that um, that disharmonic trauma, the stressor off that chromatin to reestablish coherent light emissions to reestablish and uh, correct the regulation in your, your biophoton field. So that's what the pendant does. So I don't specifically go after emotional trauma, like with certain technique or with chemical trauma or with, or with, uh, you know, infections or chemical, you know, whatever. Uh, I actually just have a master harmonizing point with the pendant that releases all these at the same time. And this is what Lisa Thomas and I did for a year and a half is we found, uh, where all the infections were resonating in the body. So for example, all the infections and vaccines are resonating about three inches below the belly button. Okay all in one little pocket all the toxins and heavy metals are resonating uh right over the liver all the emotional trauma is resonating right in the back here just inside the sh- uh, shoulder blade in the back um and then so uh, uh also uh some other areas we'll talk with kpu cryptoflora resonates here we have neurological issues uh, even like autism is neurological issues resonating here so what we did is we had individual harmonizing points we use with the pure harmony original pendant to, to address each of these spots to clear out the emotions. We had one clearing point. We had one for the infections. We had one for the toxins, heavy metals, uh, one for neurological issues. And we also had one, the entity point is right here. And if you hold your hand about two inches off that point, right about here, and that's where you can test muscle testing uh, if, uh, for that entity point. And then a whole other category uh, would be tested right about here, about two inches off, muscle testing. So what we did found is over a year and a half of five different practitioners and well over 200 patients that I was working with, with these practitioners, we found individual clearing points with the pendant, but then we found one master clearing point that at one time with a two-minute harmonizing process would release all the stressors and trauma, energetically clear the terrain, and all these would be gone, not testing any longer. So there's a lot of work went into it when people just put it on a spot. The new clearing point is right on the uh, on the forehead. Um, and we moved to that um, uh, recently with the high amount of chemtrails that we were having 
in November, December, January. What we're finding is that it was, we're tracing it back to the chemtrails. People are coming up with some really strange infections, um, mold, and we're tracing to the chemtrails. And we're almost testing that there's some type of a hybrid virus, bacteria, fungus, parasite type of organism that's in these chemtrails. And so what at, after Bulletproof, you saw me, started seeing some stuff appear that was really strange that should be taken care of and we trace it back. So the new clearing harmonizing point right here in the forehead basically addresses that as well. I don't want to be too long-winded, but there's a lot of ground to cover. That hopefully I explained it that in a way that makes sense. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's brilliant. And you mentioned that to me um, a couple months ago when we talked on the phone about these, these hybrid infections through the chemtrails. And that, that was really interesting to me because I, I was definitely unaware of that. And I didn't draw any correlation why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. I was just feeling like kind of like topsy-turvy, imbalanced. Um, some days were better than others kind of thing. And I'm just powering through. Obviously, I was stuck in that fight or flight syndrome, and you know I could draw right. power from it, but it wasn't real power. It was just like more force instead of like true, yeah. true power. And I could I was like, "What is going on? What I feel like I'm being like? Didn't we clear that already? I feel like I'm being like kind of like pulled down by some kind of energy." Right. Exactly. And so you know, I was actually um, mold was coming up on me. I could tell the symptoms, and so we tested the home. We tested this, and we chemtrails and it came back to that with me numerous times so that's where i was kind of a mission to figure that out so um you know so that's where that new that new harmonizing point comes from um but i I, as far as with that point this is the the answer one that should release all those low level stressors and the stressors and past trauma to reset your vibrational blueprint now the next step though after we do that then what we got to do is really be a detective and so you're not putting new kryptonite in your inner on your body. Right. So yeah, okay, we just released the last stuff, but now we, we got to get you off the foods. We got to get you off those chemicals. Get you the EMF cleaned up a little bit in your home, maybe the blue light. You know, maybe get away from people that cause stress. You know, those kind of things. You know, and so you gotta, you know, gotta have a volitional responsibility to start doing that. Even start thinking the right thoughts and saying the right things and associate the right people. Because there's a lot of disharmony things that, you know, the, the battle fills the mind, you know, and we got to take thoughts captive. If it's a bad thought, a negative thought, you know, then we just say, hey, listen, no. Uh, yeah, maybe that's what I used to think before, but I, I, re- I just say no to that. I'm going to shift myself, uh, my thoughts to something positive. Mm-hmm. And only you can do that. You know, it, you don't need other people to make you miserable. We make ourselves miserable the way we are. And that's because we let these thoughts take control of our system of thinking and we don't stand up against them. So I used to say out loud, no, and no. And after about three weeks or month, two months, all of a sudden those thoughts just don't come up as much anymore. Mm. You know, and you can just resonate without even thinking, but you've got, but you've got to have something, a go-to positive thought, peaceful thought you can move to, to take place of that to drown that out and, and, and take place until you get really control of it. And that's really huge because your, your thoughts are things and, you know, it is going to dictate, you know, your thoughts dictate your words and dictate your actions and your priorities. So if you can start shifting that and once we get these things off, get you feeling better, resonate at a higher level, you know, what happens, a lion doesn't go after the most healthy gazelle. They go after the most tired one, injured one, and they isolate them and run them down, right? So when you're tired, you know, you can't think straight. You don't have a lot of patience. You make a lot of mistakes emotionally. And, and so really, you know, so we really got to realize is we got to get this, this, this trauma, this past stressors released, get your resident higher level, get you off your kryptonite and start, you know, and that's going to help you start taking control of your system of thinking, which is massively huge. Yeah, massively huge. I think we talked about that before, but you know, it's it's super, super, super important. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely critical. And uh, speaking of kryptonite, I'd like to take some time to talk a little bit more about the the food based kryptonite because that was one of the biggest biggest revelations for me, and still is, is that I could be eating otherwise healthy food, but my terrain or my system cannot actually take it in. It can't. It can't. Um, 
it's just not it's not uh, beneficial, and it's actually creating more disharmony. And, and I think people would be very surprised to find that a lot of foods that might be healthy for some people or might be generally healthy that they're taking in in abundance and almost like finding themselves almost addicted to if they really sit whether it's like quinoa or it's rice or grains or potatoes or something stuff that's like generally healthy but can be actually really destructive to their system. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you would not, you know, people, you know, eat this food because it feel, makes them feel good. When I, when I hear that, I usually think is a food sensitivity, right? You know, so the, here's the rule. <laughs> whatever food you say, I just love, or whatever food you say, I can, give, I can give any food, but this food is usually a food that's causing the most amount of inflammation, that's causing the most amount of damage out the body, throughout the body. And why is that? Because when you eat a food you have a sensitivity to, your immune system sees that food as a problem and starts having an assault immune response to that food. So actually, you go sympathetic a little bit, sympathetic dominant, you kick the cortisol levels up, the adrenals kick in a little bit, and you go, wow, that food gives me a lift. It must be good for me. Or actually, that lift you're getting is a fight or flight response. It's kind of like when you go to Disneyland, you go roller coaster, go, whoa, that was awesome, fight or flight response. It's the same kind of lift. So that feeling is addictive. So all of a sudden, you start eating something, you can't stop. And all of a sudden, you eat it all. And then about an hour later, you got to go, you crash because your adrenals crash. And that's how you get to in binge eating. People have binge eating problems. They're allergic or have a sensitivity to the food they're binging on because they love how they feel. They can't stop. And then all of a sudden they crash and you see people do that. And I did that with ice cream, you know, with eggs and things. My worst allergens or my worst sensitivities. But the thing is, it gets really complex. I'm a provider with LCAT um, and also MRT, uh, the LEAP. And, you know, there's, there's the tests do pick up sensitivities. Um, and we're not talking about the IgE sensitivities, the acute ones that are life threatening that, you know, you break out in a rash or hives, your throat swells and you can't breathe. And that affects about 4% of the population. These are hidden ones that if things that you eat, you may not feel bad until tomorrow or the next day. But what's going on with MRT and LCAT, it was coming back that I was fine with peas and green beans and lectin foods, but I always knew when I was eating pea protein or these foods, I self-testing wasn't good for me. I couldn't figure out why, right? And rice protein. And then I had a problem with broccoli and um, kale and spinach and eggs really made me feel bad and asparagus. And so last 25 years, I've only been eating one meal a day because food makes me feel so crappy. Well, guess what? The LCAT food allergy testing and MRT didn't pick up my sulfur sensitivity that I had to sulfur foods. And it didn't pick up my lectin sensitivity to lectins. So I had a really bad, severe, like eight out of 10 severity, 10 being the worst, uh, most severe with lectins and 10 with sulfur foods. So anytime I make those foods, they cause inflammation, they feel like crap. And that was part of where my fatigue came from along with the lime and the mold I had. So I have a whole new, really, um, and even, even polyphenols, uh, people have issues with those as well. So I really look, when I work with people, I just don't go food sensitivities. I'm looking at all these. And what, these cause, what, what all these foods do is they cause inflammation. Okay. One out of every two people has chronic illness and seven out of 10 deaths is due to chronic illness, which is a lifestyle environmental disease, Right. What this causes inflammation, it negatively impacts your mitochondria, your chromatin, messes with your biophoton field, and 90% of really disease are saying now is because of mitochondrial dysfunction, which is, has a lot to do with this in, inflammatory response. So for all the biohackers out there and all these people that really want to get feeling and optimizing performance, what you're putting in your body on a daily basis more than anything is food. And you cannot play Russian roulette. You've got to know what foods and what supplements, even supplements, is huge, okay, uh, as well. And I'm finding half the stuff that people are taking is actually inflammatory as far as supplements for most people. So you've got to know what foods are causing inflammation, leading to chronic illness, and then what foods are actually feeding your mitochondria and giving you absolute power and energy 
you're right. So you just so you're not really cutting back on calories, but you're you're shifting over to those foods that can be metabolized. So here's how it works. You could be eating a thousand calories a day of inflammatory foods. And once inflammation flares up, guess what? Fat burning shuts down. I see at the gym all the time. Girls on the stairmaster, guys for hours at a time, not losing any weight. Okay. Eating hardly anything. Okay. Or you can eat so inflammatory foods a thousand calories a day. Or you can eat three thousand calories a day of food that can be metabolized for fuel. And that's like putting wood on your fires, burning, stoking things up. You have tons of energy. You get shredded. You feel great. So it's not calorie in, calorie out. It's what you can metabolize and what's feeding your mitochondria and what's actually causing inflammation, destroying your mitochondria. And this is, this is so massive. This is probably the most important thing that we do, that I do after harmonizing someone, is you got to find out what are these offending foods. And, and it's usually, like I started with, it's usually the foods that you love the most that you just, and this is what we talked about before we started the program is people get so defensive. It's like, I'll die if I can't have that food. It's like an alcoholic saying, I'll die if I can't have alcohol. Alcoholics are actually allergic to alcohol. Right. Okay. Cause they can drink it. It causes an adrenaline release and it gives them a boost of energy and they get animated. They go, wow, I like feeling like this. And they drink because they get that boost. So there's alcoholics, there's dairyaholics, there's weedaholics. Uh, and, you know, so that's what we're seeing. So, but anyway, go ahead, fire away. Any questions? No, that, that I mean, that's so <laughs> because I have been looking at this not as necessarily from the same angle or as in depth, but I always had the suspicion that the things that people are addicted to, they're also allergic to. And I always saw that cross connection and you just yeah. level deeper. Yep, yep, on the money. And you hear it all the time. I just love that food, though. Oh, it's my favorite food. I can't give up that food. I'll just die if I can't have that. Mm-hmm. And they get off it. Now, it's, the tough period is about three or four days. Once you get five, four days, all of a sudden, you start like, wow, I'm really feeling good. You know, I woke up earlier. My back doesn't hurt, you know, and I'm like, I'm happier today. I'm not getting that slump at two o'clock in the afternoon. Wow, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's remarkable the changes that happen when you start making that shift. It's very, very huge. What are the main common foods that you see that fit into that category? Like lectins is a huge issue. And a lot of people um, still don't really know about that or know really what that is. You know, gluten and gliadin are like the main topics. And we're finding out that glyphosate has a lot Mm -hmm. to do with that as well. Um, So can we talk about like, A, talk about lectins and then also like, what are a lot of the common foods that you see that are contributing to this issue? Okay, well, let's just talk about just basic food sensitivities that almost everybody in my testing um, that I'm seeing across the board dairy, you know, whey casein, dairy just as a whole. You know, it's very uncommon when I find somebody who doesn't have an issue with both casein and whey, which are protein. So people think they're lactose intolerant, and they could be, but most people have an allergy to the protein that's in the dairy, which is whey or casein. And I'm usually finding both of them, but it could be one or the other, but typically people are having some type of sensitivity to both of those. It's very, very, maybe a European once in a two comes over, I'll test them and he doesn't have a problem with it. But usually here, so dairy's huge. You know, shellfish, I'm finding um, lobster, crab, shrimp. I've just seen that across the board and the other practitioner I'm working with as well. We're seeing that common beef comes up quite a bit. Um, you know, I'm not really going with grass fed as much, but just with beef, uh, eggs always. I mean, it's, so I do test for egg whites and egg yolks, but it's, you know, it's usually both in there, but you can have one or the other, which is in, I've hardly ever find anybody that's clear of both of those, but if they are, you know, uh, all the power to it's just amazing. You know, gluten and uh, gliadin comes up quite a bit, you know, as well, you know, so, so really the big three, I would say would be dairy, eggs, and gluten, gluten containing grains. The, the, as far as food sensitivities, go ahead. Would soy be in that too? Yeah. Soy comes up a little bit. I think soy, what, what Dr. Gunder talks about though, a lot of that comes up because it's a lectin. And so it's really just a, a pro, an out and tomatoes comes up a lot and food out testing, it's a nightshade, it's a lectin. And a lot of people, I would say half the people that I'm, you know, consulting now have lectin sensitivities. 
So, so that's where those are coming from. You follow me on, on the nightshades and, 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 and yeah. Well, I want to, I want to ask another question about that. As far as nightshades go, what about tobacco? Because, and, and obviously that's a hard one because most tobacco that people are smoking isn't even tobacco at all. It's just like 4,000 yeah. chemicals, but I'm thinking of like American spirits and some of these like more, more whole tobacco leaves and people puffing it like crazy. Cause this is one thing that's going on <laughs> yeah. in the movement behind closed doors where people are puffing American spirits, yeah. like, like it's going out of style. And that to me indicates a serious uh, issue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I haven't looked in, uh, looked into that that much. I need to, um, you know, and I'm sure that the chemicals there, but I'm just so I'm sure that it's causing a stressor, you know, for sure. And it's causing a lot of chaos, but the lectins would say, you know, those are legumes, um, you know, peas, a green bean, snap peas, snow peas, lentils, uh, cucumber, squash, uh, white potatoes, cashews, peanuts, rice, quinoa, um, you know, chickpeas, you know, it's just stuff that you don't wouldn't think is fine. And even I was just go ahead. A whole foundation of a healthy diet, right? Yeah, uh, I was just watching Dr. Mercola, who I just he just he's just awesome. He was uh, interviewing Dr. Gundry right before my hyperbaric oxygen chamber watching this right before I about fifteen minutes before we started talking. And he's he's writing his cookbook now, his fat for fuel cookbook, revolving around the lectin. He didn't have it, and he said. Dr. McCullough said he wish he would have had it in his fat for fuel book though, because it's so, so huge. Um, and, but you know, the thing is, is I don't recommend people getting off lectins altogether if they have lectin sensitivity. Right. So that's, you know, so it's like, you know, it's really good to know uh, if you do or you're not. Now what the pure harmony pendant, what we're finding with Lisa and their practitioners, let's just say that you have a lectin sensitivity of an eight. Okay. Severe. As soon as we harmonize you with the pendant within a two-minute process, that sensitivity typically drops down because we're energetically releasing the trauma and the stressors, and we reestablish proper regulation energetically of your field. Now, your body doesn't see that as much of a stressor, so all of a sudden, instead of being an 8, we're down to a 3.5, okay? Now, what's great about that is Dr. Gundry has a product called Lectin Shield that you can take that actually helps protect your body from lectins so that's what i did on my lectin sensitivity is now down to um just about a two and but i've taken lectin shield and now i can have peas you know i can have my green beans you know and uh, my snap peas and not have any problem with those foods now because i'm taking that product lectin shield so that's really huge um another really big issue that i find with most chronically ill people is sulfur sensitivities and sulfur, sulfur metabolism issues. There's three reasons why. One could be KPU, because it's called cryptopylori. It's a condition uh, that happens where you're, you pee out all your, your minerals, including your molybdenum uh, and your zinc. Uh, molybdenum is a mineral that helps with, uh, main mineral that helps with your sulfur detox pathways. And uh, this, this uh, condition, which happens a lot with people autistic or with Lyme, uh, that have long lifetime stressors, chronic ill. Um, this can cause some problems with your sulfur metabolism and sulfur sensitivity issues. Of course, we have the CBS genetic mutation 699, which causes a huge problem where you just can't metabolize sulfur. Uh, and two things happen is that if you can't metabolize sulfur, sulfur is your main mineral for your detox pathways. You're not detoxing. But then what happens is you start having ammonia buildups at the same time in the system. So what happens when people get healthy that have a sulfur issue, they start over, they start eating a lot of broccoli, cauliflower, uh, kale, spinach. Uh, they have eggs, onions, I mean, onions and garlic. And all of a sudden they start feeling worse. You know, they take glutathione, which is high in sulfur, um, ALA, NAC, MSM, uh, branched amino acids, ACL, glucosamine, chondroitin. And all that, and I could never figure out why glucosamine or MSM gave me upset stomach and gave me headaches. I took glutathione, had the worst splitting headache that next morning when I took it at bedtime, couldn't figure it out. So work with Lisa, I figured this out, that the sulfur uh, sensitivity, and I have the 699, a copy of that, of KPU, 
but in one of the probably one of the biggest culprits of causing sulfur sensitivities is biotoxin mold illness. And it, what happens, you, you get the, uh, the infection in your sinuses, you get something called a Marcon staph. That staph and infection causes, compromises the sinus walls, you start getting cracks in it. So the infections, uh, agents like the staph and strep you're breathing in gets into those cracks and gets into your gums and your jawline. Now, these infections, 75% of these infections are life-threatening. We're talking botulism in there. We're talking staph, strep, really nasty stuff, okay? So what happens, though, is the byproduct, the waste of these infections is sulfur-based, okay? Very toxic stuff. So immune system starts saying, hey, listen, we got a problem with the sulfur. Your immune system starts attacking it. So what happens? So the next day I have, I have some sulfur. My body says, oh, no, it's that sulfur again. We got to attack that sulfur. So all of a sudden, I'm not metabolized that sulfur. So it's just rotting in my gut, feeding candida and yeast. Okay? So we're seeing that happen. So the people that have the most severe sulfur sensitivities um, are the ones that actually have the mold illness that have getting these cavitations. Uh, and one of the best ways to really check for that is with a Panorex x-ray um, that you can do. It's a, it's a 3D. But, um, and this is really, I, I feel that the cavitation issue with the mold, I think is probably one step below cancer as far as how severe this, this whole mold illness is along with these cavitations. If you pull a tooth, have a, pull, a tooth removed, that you have an infection in that gum or that jaw and you break that pocket open, that goes systemic. And we're talking at least to heart attacks, cancer. I mean, this is nasty stuff. And this is something that Lisa and I are really talking out about with, or last webinar talked about this. This is massively huge. So the sulfur metabolism, sulfur sensitivities um, from the CBS genetic mutation, the KPU, the, the Lyme and the cavitations, I mean, sorry, from the mold illness and the cavitations, that, that is really a, a severe one. And what we're finding, what I'm finding is that the majority of chronic ill people have uh, had this going on with them for one reason or the other. And they're eating all the wrong foods and all taking all the wrong supplements. And there's something that can't be really detected easily, you know, really through uh, you know, lab work. Okay, so got a little long-winded on that. I apologize, but it's really, this is, it's just, uh, this, I'm very passionate about this. And we've seen just breakthroughs with people once we've gotten people off those those foods. Now, what's nice with the pendant, so we'll have somebody like eight or nine where I was. We do the master harmonizing point. We actually get the field. We release the past trauma, past stressors. We can uh, reestablish that regulation of the biophoton field. We're seeing people go from eight or nine to onto a three or a four, almost immediately in sensitivity. Now, they start dropping really quick. Now, what happens over the next few months, you'll start seeing them lower as your field starts to correct things. You can take, um, I don't spell, probably pronounce it right, but molybdenum, which is a mineral. You take about 500 micrograms, about half hour before every meal, 100 to 500. You can take about 10 milligrams of manganese, and that's going to help you metabolize that sulfur. So maybe you lay off sulfur foods for a few weeks after you harmonize, and then with a the pendant, you can start taking the minerals to support that. So you can start um, incorporating some sulfur back in your diet. But I wouldn't recommend doing sulfur-containing supplements. So it's kind of long-winded. I do apologize, but really, it, I, it's, it's got to get this information out there. This is really huge. Absolutely. It's, it's super huge and super insightful and eye-opening. And I greatly appreciate um, the level of detail and passion that you go into to help educate all of us on this. And uh, this has been an absolutely incredible conversation. <laughs> and I want to direct everyone's attention to your website and also where they can find more about you, whether they want to connect with you for a consultation or they want to get one of the pendants and um, kind of be instructed on how to harmonize it. Awesome. Well, my website is pureharmonyliving.com and you can contact me through the website. Um, you can order the pendants right on the website. And I have two pendants. I have one, the original, that releases past trauma and past stressors. Uh, to reset your biophoton field and your vibrational blueprint back in harmony and back in balance. And really got a lot of great testimonies at my website of uh, people that have gotten great success with that. I have a new performance pendant, which um, that takes sports-related trauma and work-related trauma. And it's upside down, turn it over. 
Uh, there we go. <laughs> and, and converts that into harmonious energy of the body. So as, as an athlete, what you're doing, you're traumatizing the body. You're pounding, you're running, you're hitting a baseball, you're football, boxing, it's contact. That's trauma. And your autonomic nervous system says, no, don't do this anymore. You're hurting yourself. Your conscious mind says, yeah, let's do it. Your subconscious mind says, no. So it takes that sports-related trauma, converts it harmonious into the body. So now your autonomic nervous system says, I like this. Let's do this. So as you more contact, more trauma, you're converting that to make you stronger. And so you got to see some of the testimonies. So one releases past trauma, past stressors. And in this sports-related, the performance pennant converts that sports-related trauma into harmonious energy of the body. So you can order those on the website. I recommend everybody go with the original pendant first to uh, as the foundation, then do the performance pendant next. Uh, and then you can contact me um, for consultations uh, as well. And um, I do everything remotely. Um, and so, uh, Ronnie, you know that I just, I just can look at your vibrational blueprint, pick up your field through the video, and just go right through your food sensitivities, your lectin sensitivities, if you have a type of infections going on, whatever could be root stressors, and basically let you know through, through the, the video or on, on the phone and have you try that program, and I'll be right on the money. I've been doing it with the ART practitioners. Um, and, um, you know, I'm really just writing the money all the time. It's just something that I have the ability to do, but yeah, so pureharmonyliving.com. Uh, my email is Robert at pureharmonyliving.com. And, uh, Ronnie, I, I give you a big hug if I was there. I just, I had so much fun. The time just flew by today. And so thanks for having me. Um, and hopefully we'll see you in person soon. Really appreciate everything today. This has been awesome. I hope you enjoyed this fascinating episode of the Holistic Health and Human Potential show. Before you head off, I want to invite you to go to my website for further podcast episodes and tons of free content on holistic health, natural nutrition, and human potential. Please go to www.ronnylandis.net to find out how to take your health and your life to the next level. And also, I want to encourage you to leave a five-star review for this podcast on our iTunes page, which will help me in my mission to get these inspiring messages to millions of people throughout the world. I thank you so much for your support, and I look forward to continuing to provide amazing conversations and content on holistic health and human potential.